Hello, and thank you for listening to our D&D podcast. Previously, Halidor had stayed behind at the Viz family farm to get to the bottom of the mysterious disappearances. After further investigation and an unsettling encounter, Hollander has learned that a hag that goes by the name of Baba Upo is the one that killed the family and took Ellie. Hallandor returned to Nock with proof and a disheartened spirit. Now, welcome to Nock, episode 12. Nithvari and Corsos romp around town. The sun doesn't set as the party uh, returns back to Nalk. They have with them Landis, who has been deposited in Nithvari's room. The rest of the party has gone about to do their own things. So Olin and uh, Nox and Balrin, and I forget who else. Grawl. Sorry? Grawl. Grawl. Oh, and Esther. Esther all kind of go and settle into their own rooms, kind of milling about the mapmaker's mistake. And Corso, you see them bring in this... <laughs> Small child, and Nidvari's kind of like hovering around her at all times. They all go up into their, into their, into Nith- or gets dropped off at Nidvari's room. Nidvari, what would you like to do? Um, well, assuming I've seen Corso coming in. I'm Corso, are you anywhere near the map maker's mistake? You're muted. I'm muted. If, um, you'd probably be at the bar talking with whomever is at the bar. Uh, Sigmund would be at the bar today. Sigmund? All right, then it'll be a more... Corsal's probably just trying to make Sigmund laugh. Okay. Um. Yeah, okay. Um. Uh, I guess we'll tuck Landis into my room, and I'll get Olin to keep an eye on her, because he's our magic heal boy. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do, um... Um, I want to go, uh, we said Gadano is the only merchant. There isn't, like, a place I can buy fabric or pre-made clothes. There's um, not a tailor. There is not a tailor in Nalk. You do know that Gadano does have a smattering of kind of everything. Hey, you did see some bolts of cloth in his shop. Um, like the many times that you guys have been there, but you've never seen a tailor or any place that would say that there is someone that would create clothing. Um. Mm. Well, I guess then my priority is getting to the Berenstains. Okay. Um. I know where they are. I'm just going to go knock on their door. Yeah. Who is it? Your uh, second favorite tiefling? Opens the door with a big smile on his face. Is the familiar form of now 
Oh my god, I forgot his favorite. Block. Bernstein. Why, uh, yes, it is my second favorite. What What can I do for you, Nidvari? I need to borrow you for the afternoon, as well as, uh, oh. Um. Odalene isn't feeling the best right now. Hope just laid him down, and she's a little fretting over him right now. I don't think you're going to be able to get her to leave his side right now. This is something she's going to want to see. Um, then you... You're a better tiefling than I am. Come in. And the house that you enter is... Kind of like everything else in Nock, it's well built but basic. There are a few extra things um, over. There's actually a mantle here above, like the fireplace, and that's got a smattering of. There's a few nicer pieces of jewelry on it, and some drawings, some that are obviously done professionally, and some that are not so much. More simple child um, drawings, but still up on the wall. And as you enter, there are about five other people in this kind of two-room house. So it is packed. Um, and Block comes, closes the door behind him. Well, she's uh, she's just back over there. Sorry, I want to go back into into um, Stoneforge. Stoneforge so bad. Well, if you want to go see her, um, she's just in the in the bedroom. Knock lightly before you enter. Uh, so go. Okay. I'll knock very gently. Yes? Hi, Pope. It's me. Ah, Nithvari, just hold on one moment. She comes and she opens the door. You come in. You can see um, Odalane's currently laying on the... Oh, a very large bed. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like rethink slightly like there's obviously some pain that's um uh he's his gifts are growing ah yeah i would say i can remember that but that was a lot of years ago some are worse than others, I fear, and his appear to be the worst that I've seen so far. Yes. So we'll see what happens, but what? why are you here, Nathvari? Because we've got Landis home. Um, <clears throat> she misses a, kind of misses a step, kind of covers her mouth, looks at Odalane, looks at you, kind of looking around the room. Do you mean you retrieve the statue? I know that, oh, leaving Odalane here right now is not really an option. Um, but this is something I think you need to see for your own eyes. Oh 
hold on just one moment. And she kind of opens the door. Lestancia, can you can you come and just watch over Odalyn? Um He's he probably won't be waking up, but just make sure that he doesn't hurt himself. Um this monster of a woman comes and like fills the doorway. Uh Lestancia herself stands right at around that six foot five eleven height. And she's probably as wide as Block is. And she is a big woman. But she has like really, really ringleted hair uh that she kind of just lets fly. It makes her kind of look crazy. She walks in and you Ah oh, yes, yes, okay. I'll I'll look after she gives you a, a very blank stare. You don't keep them long. I will do my best. She goes and she sits beside Odalane. She just puts a hand on on his forehead, kind of just holding him down. And you can see that just <laughs> she's a strong woman. Yancy is not someone to be messed with. But the uh, hope follows you out the door, kind of closes it. One final look at Odalane. And um, Block gets up from the chair that he'd been sitting in. And they both follow you out the door. Well, you you have us for a few minutes. What did you need to show us? Um, I just, I'll take him back with me to the map maker's mistake. Okay. Uh, yeah, so with, as Nidavari walks in, um, Corso, are you kind of paying attention to what's going on? Or is he kind of more... Just trying to make Sig, uh, Sig smile. I was mostly just trying to make Sig smile and also try to convince him to set up some sort of dartboard. Well, okay then. Um, let's see how well you can charm him. No, I'm telling you, if we just set up something just kind of over there, it won't be in the way. Just like a board will paint a circle on it, something like that. Like an old door even would work. Uh, and I rolled a five billion. Five billion, perfect. No, I haven't even rolled yet. I'm trying to get my character sheet open because I'm ill-prepared. Uh, persuasion? Persuasion. Uh, cool, that's a 15. Uh, you can see he kind of like hangs his head. Yeah... Dartboard would liven this place up a bit when everything's quiet. Okay, I'll go get the uh I'll go get some wood if you get find the paint. I'll definitely see what I can do. Sigmund kind of looks around, goes in the back. Hammer ship, I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes. And a cacophony of what you assume is swears comes out from the back room. From Hammership. If it's Dwarvish, I understand it. Okay. In Dwarvish, you hear... What do you mean you're go... The... Mm, you... You... Mm, you... Mm, I'm not going to go into what Hammership says, as most of it's Dwarvish insults. Uh, mostly calling him some sort of rock slug. Mm. Part for the course. And, uh... He... <laughs> Sigmund quickly runs out the door. 
Hammership comes around the corner with but with the butcher knife in hand, coming around the corner. He's already gone. I tell you that boy. Mm. One day I'm gonna catch him. <laughs> Corso would definitely chuckle at that and sitting at the bar and do you know where I'd be able to find some paint in town? Master Godano's probably it. Eh? Uh, Master Godano, uh, some of the farmers might also have, I don't know what this voice is. I can't even remember her voice. She was very Scottish. Was she very Scottish? I don't think so. No, 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 no. She's not the very Scottish no. one. The very Scottish Doth, one was Doth one Rothy of the... is very Scottish one. Yeah. You just want me to go really Scottish one again. Where you go, ach, I... Yes, that's the one. Ach, I, after every damn thing you say is ach, I... It's the only way I can keep the accent, so fuck off. Yeah. Uh, Gotta make fun of you when I can. Um, some of the some of the houses might also have some something you need some paint. I, what what do you need paint for? Same reason why he's leaving to go get a board. And as course was saying that he's getting up and just kind of leaving, like walking backwards out <laughs> to keep an eye and watch out just in case there's a knife being thrown. <laughs> she kind of gets up. On the uh, she stands up behind the bar and the few steps to step up as you're walking away. If I was a hundred years younger, kind of under her breath, she he he holds his arms and he's like, I'll let you get one free throw in. Don't test me, boy. Well, if we get the startboard made, we can have fun. Darts in stone forges, uh. In. Oh, I'm going to speak to him now. I'll see if he would be interested as well. She skitters off to to a back room. By this time, yeah, the, walking in behind Ithbari is a a large. Um, I don't even know. Burn block himself is just a, a, a like a large, just a very large human, six foot four. Built like a a man a lumberjack. That's, a man that spent his years being a lumberjack, and behind him is a, a kind of a lighter red-skinned tiefling with uh, brown hair, but and small black goat horns true through her kind of wispy hair. Corso's met these two. Has he? Okay. Yes, because he helped revert that. Then you see block and hope. Yeah, because, yeah, that was the when Corso got introduced, was helping save these two and their baby. Fair. They both give you a non love. He, he would give a nice bow. Like, probably a bit too deeply of a bow. Kind of pretentious, but a bow. Uh, as she's, as uh, as he's walking by, Block just reaches out and puts a hand on your shoulder. Go seal against you. She's got some red paint. Why, thank you very much. Which direction would that be? That way, as he points in a direction uh, that I, I still don't know because I still haven't drawn out the map of Nalk. We, yeah, we'll need to make that at some point. <laughs> um, of course, we'll give like a little curt salute and hop down. Probably pull out his knives and start juggling as he's walking. Okay. Um, so I take them upstairs and I stop outside the door. Okay. I go. I know we kind of spoke about this before. About her not 
necessarily being all there. And it'll be a while before she wakes up. But I uh, open the door and kind of step out of the way. You're going to try and get me emotional here, aren't you? Um, Hope's the first one. She's the one that's followed behind you. Block, you can tell he's definitely taken on like a protector role of his wife. He's kind of her shadow at all times. She takes a step in and seated or standing, kind of leaning against the wall is Olin. And she looks down on the bed and just a... Something as if a cry is caught in her throat. Um, she rushes forward and like tentatively reaches out a hand. Feeling the now skin of Landis. She just begins to weep. Um, Block is still standing in the door, just kind of... But Hope at this point has lost any demeanor she might have had as she like reaches, she actually reaches on the bed, lays beside Landis and like lifts up her head very gently and holds her close um, and is just weeping profusely as um, this occurs. And you can see Landis, or if it's not Landis, sorry, um, Block walks in and like just kind of puts his hand on Landis's um, leg slowly reaches up it, and as he reaches the area where the muscle is just gone, um, he winces just, <clears throat> but he's still like just up and down Landis's legs, taking the hand, lifting the nub, and he lets it a little, <clears throat> as he continues to just almost like a just an examination of this child um and by this point yeah hope is she's buried her head in landis's hair and is kissing her and just holding her um is a very emotional scene um i definitely shoo olin out the door what i am being discreet no i shoo him out the door mentally like i use oh. out 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 don't open your mouth to argue with me. We can argue later. Out. <laughs> Olin leaves without any situation. Um, several minutes pass. Probably upwards about 15 before, like, hope finally is calm. By this point, Landis is, or not Landis, Block. My God, I can't remember those, these names. Block is now seated on the um, on the bed, holding Hope, who is holding Landis. Finally, Hope looks up at you, and you notice that um, her eyes, which are her eyes that are usually um, like they have distinction. There's a, there is like a white and then pitch black have gone completely black. Um, you as a tiefling know, like, any type of emotional or physical exertion just causes this gift of darkness to take hold. When? How? Today. We, uh, 
we managed to bring her back. It could be three or four days before she wakes up. Unfortunately, there wasn't more we could do for her leg. And we can't do anything about that one. I know someone who might be able to build her a prosthetic. Um, I will have to go fetch him and see about that still. But she's as back as we could bring her to you. She's back more than I could have ever imagined. And Block just like kind of chuckles under his breath. <laughs> She's a Bernstein. She she'll make her way. I'm sure she will. Thank you for bringing back our daughter. My family is finally whole again. If there's anything else you guys need, anything at all, just let me know. We've come out luckier than most with our lot in life. You're always welcome at our home. And Hope kind of like threw it all looks at you. And you must visit often. Yes, ma'am. Well. Well, now. She, you can see she's now looking over... Landis's, Landis's um, clothing. Clothing doesn't fare as well being animated or reanimated. It just doesn't. You can see she kind of clicks, clicks uh, with her tongue. Well, this just won't, won't do. I will not have my daughter dressed as if, dressed in this way. I must go speak to Legastenia. I must find some uh, some better clothing. And with that, she lays Landis back down, smoothing the hair away from her face. Uh, she takes the tail and nuzzles it up against the rest of the body and kind of lays her gently and covers her with a blanket. We... We will come and get her tonight. She will stay with us. Of course. Please excuse me, I have a lot to do now. And as she um, comes near to you, she kind of grabs you by your shoulders, or actually grabs you by the, your face, and in a traditional fiend thank you, she like just lightly touches the top of your forehead with her lips and you can feel just a slight spark of heat. Um, something that you... The only person that's ever given you that would have been your father and you were very, very, very young. Um, it is something that is not often seen between fiends and it is something that just kind of like reminds you that there's good in the world. And... Uh, in Abyssal, she hears you. She calls you daughter. You're gonna get Nidvari tearing up. Oh, sir. Calls you daughter and um, gives a quick pact. A pact similar to one that you've shared with your um, 
your own fiend, which gives you your power as a warlock. This is a pact that she will always be there for you and that you are always welcome. Quickly, the words in Abyssal um, have a lot more power. Uh, a sentence can be more or less said in a, in a word. So you, she does this for you. And she kind of like turns away and just begins to walk quickly. And Block, as you're kind of like watching her go, Block comes up behind you and gives you the big, biggest bear hug, lifting you several inches off the ground. I didn't, as he's holding you, you said you didn't, I didn't believe you. Thank you. Places you back down. If you'll excuse me. He waits for your nod. Yeah, I just, I nod at him and I kind of move out of the doorway so he can go. He, uh, he gives you a deep bow and walks off. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Corso. Yeah, let's get to the com the comic release. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, uh, Block gave you a more apt description of the house you're looking for. Yep. I figured. Once again, it's a... This this house in particular was obviously at one point just a one room, either barracks or something like that. some uh, A sleeping house. Like, the room is large. But there has yep. been a second room that has been built onto it at the back. Not quite as well built, obviously. It doesn't have, like, a stone floor. But everything else appears to be of good workmanship. Um, yeah, and this house is actually painted a lot of different colors. The the homes in Nock are very similar to like uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, where every house has its own distinct color. And it's done that way it's just to make everyone happier and to make it more cheerful. Yep. Because plain wood don't suck. Yeah. Uh, Corso's never been to Aladar, so he wouldn't know the connection, so it's fine. That's fair. Um, I'd, I'd stride up to the house and knock on the door. Um, I want to play Legancia, but she's currently looking after Odalyn, and she's very, very, um, she's fiercely protective, so. Uh, a... <laughs> Hold on. Just a moment, please. Of course. Man answers the door. You haven't met Legancia. But he is opposite of Legancia in every way. He probably tops out at five foot one. Okay. He is a very thin pea, like, or bean pole of a man. Yes, what what can I do for you? Hi, hello. I am Corso Volaris. I am staying at the map maker's mistake, and I am in need of some paint. Uh Block Bernstein told me that this would be the place to go to find some, so I was just hoping you had some to spare. Ah yes. Block is uh just staying with us. He's planning on heading out soon. A good man. He he makes sure that we're well looked after. 
Um, He's a wonderful man. Only tried to hit me with an axe once, I believe. And that is twice less than I have. <laughs> a story you must tell at, map at the map maker's mistake one night, maybe. Oh, it... Legantia prefers me to uh, stay home and... And I generally follow her wishes. As, uh... Maybe you could bring her out one night for dancing? If a minstrel was in town that could play a proper row, then that would be wonderful. I could always give it a shot, since it appears that, since I've shown up, the last minstrel just decided to disappear. More of a... teller of stories than a creator of music. Kept the kids try my best. The kids entertained. Now, you said you were looking for paint. Yes, please. We are attempting to make a dartboard at the bar. Oh. Well, that would be quite interesting. Wouldn't it? That's what I think. Please, come inside. Of course. Um, and, of course, would try to be as respectful as possible. Like, he, he wouldn't be wearing his hat. I think he's, like, left his hat in his oh, room. Oh, okay. Still has the coat on and all that other stuff, but that's just staying behind because he doesn't really need it everywhere. Probably only takes it out traveling. Full disclosure, have I given this person a name yet? I don't okay. believe you have. Think it on the fly, okay. No, you said a dartboard. Yes. Come with me. And this, this room has been sectioned off using, um, what are those? What's the word I'm looking for? Like the screen room dividers? Yeah, like the screen room dividers. Um, okay. And just off of the door, you he kind of pulls one aside. And behind it, you can just see easels and... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Canvases. Canvases, thank you. Canvases that are different sizes, different shapes. Most of them appear to be currently being used, but the art that you see is otherworldly um okay he turns he turns you now you needed paint but now do you have the brushes and everything to take care of the this item quite honestly i didn't even think that far ahead i was if all else just going to use my hand to draw a circle on this board that sigmund was looking for Draw a circle with your hand? You're no barbarian. This is... Even if we do live in the wild lands, this is a place of culture. You bring me the board, and I'll take care of the rest. That sounds like a lovely deal. I will be back post-haste. I need to go find my compatriot in these endeavors. Absolutely. Using your hand. Ruin the paint. I'm s he's he's mutter he's I'm muttering sorry. this under his breath. Like it's it's not at you. Uh, I just have to talk loud enough okay. for the microphone to catch me. It's kinda like No, that's fair. He's, he, he's just absolutely flabbergasted. You now notice that like his hands and his his shirt are like covered in spatterings of paint. At first it looked like just 
kind of a design, but now that you've seen it, you're assuming he's probably the uh, artist. Um, the artist, yeah. And yeah, there is a lot of art in that little corner. As he... Uh, ex- go, no, go that was it. That was the end of my sentence. Okay. Uh, excuse me, sir. I don't... I didn't catch your name. Overus. Overus. Overus Bernstein. Another Bernstein. Family? Yes, another Bernstein. Uh, Block is my... I guess he'd be my second cousin. No, he, he is my cousin. When he spoke of adventuring out and seeing the world, well, Legantia being the slip of a woman she was, just decided to follow follow with him, and of course, I came along as well. Well, Overus, it's lovely to meet you. Like I said, I will go and find my friend Dwarf, I guess, and we'll be back with this board and hopefully you can do us some great judgment, or great justice. Judgment I will, I, judgment I give out freely. Justice <laughs> is another thing. He just kind of gives you a knowing smile. Um, What is the name I just, Overus? Overus himself is has a similar hairdo to I, that I have, just kind of like balding in the front, balding in, in the back, but there's a wisp of hair that's kind of hangs around. Um, yeah. Other than that, like a clean shaven, but very skinny. He's got he's you're, he's definitely an older human. Some deeper set wrinkles, mostly in the corners of his cheeks. Someone that loves to laugh, and. Yeah, okay. even as you're talking, he's just like a smile kind of bubbles on his face. Well, yes, well, you post Hickst. Of course, sir. And of course, would give like uh, a very curt bow and walk okay. out to go find Sigmund. Okay, absolutely. Um... Doesn't take long to find Sigmund. Sigmund is hanging out in the refuse heap that is um, outside the walls. It ta- like you speak to a few different guards, and they say, "Oh yeah, we saw the dwarf. He went that way." Um, Thank and you. you find it in this refuse heap, like there's broken couches, loose springs. Yeah, broken couches. Yeah, no, there like there is a few like. In general, most stuff in Nalk is anything that can be composted is. Yeah. So you're left mostly at this time just kind of like bits and pieces of wood, really. Something too small or like a shelf that might have broken or like an armoire that's no longer used gets taken out here. And uh, it's <laughs> Sigmund is kind of like He's lifting and moving pieces and you can hear him swearing in Dwarvish. He's like, oh, why don't I ever remember to bring tools? Well, he kind of from underneath his his belt, he pulls out a a small dagger and you can see he's starting to work at the hinges of a armoire door. Uh, as once you're probably within 30 feet without coming up from his work. 
Okay. Who else is in the refuse pile? Just me. Oh, of course so. Find something usable. I, I think so. How, how do you think of this? It's a, a lighter armoire. Very kind of basic. Four boards that have been like biscuit cut together. Yeah. How is he holding it up? Uh, he's currently breaking, trying to pull the hinge or uh, pop the hinges on the on the doors. Uh, so he'll. It looks like it should do. Hold it up when you're done. Uh, finishes. Takes him a, like forty five seconds to pop it. I don't understand why people are leaving metal pieces out here. This could be given to the blacksmith. I'm sure there's something that could, this could be used for. Maybe task it to one of the children to dig through there and find some scraps to send to the smith. Well, how's this? And he holds up. It's a, about a three foot wide by five foot tall um, door. Um, <coughs> not aiming at... Um, Sigmund at all, uh, Corso just throws one of his knives at okay, it. Okay, rolling tackle. And the knife goes straight. It's going in Sigmund's eye. No. Uh, <laughs> it is a 21. Oh yeah, hits straight. Right. right in the middle of... 15 plus 6. It's right in the middle of the wood. I think it'll do. Next time, wait until I'm on the other side. Oh, maybe you should just learn to trust Critical me. Structure corruption. What the hell? I mean, Mike never did pull it apart to look at it. Hold on, we guess I'll wait for Lady Jen to come back. It just kind of sounds like the, one of the memory cards isn't in there all the way. Yeah, okay. Give us a minute. We're just going to wait for yeah, if your computer just crashed. Yeah, no worries. So this, this, all this, all of this break will be cut? Pretty much, why? Uh, then I could just start talking mad shit about Mike. There you go. Such a jerk, so handsome and all that other jazz. He's just the worst. Handsome? Well, he's cute at least. Mm. He is my wife and he all, is so. Your wife, yeah. Who's your wife? Mike. Mike is, uh... Oh yeah, I'm aware of that. I didn't think Mike was the wife, though. Mike doesn't cook or clean. No, I don't really say that I clean, but I definitely cook. I think that makes you the wife by default. Why, why, why are you going with these gender yeah, norms? why are you supporting the patriarchy? Um, as yeah. someone in the house who's the wife that does all these things. Are you saying I never cook? I'm saying I do the majority of it. Right now? Rewind uh, a month back. Rewind three months back. Rewind six months back. No. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. You I... talked to me six months ago when you said, hey, I'm feeling like I'm doing too much around here. 
I have to agree with you, but it's only because I can only remember about 48 hours at a time. <laughs> and you know this. Hmm. Into us, Boostax, Puck Hall, Virtual Box, Guitar Hardware Acceleration, Execution, and Mac Driver. Uh, we did the driver update already. Hmm? We already did that driver update. Yeah, can you check to make sure there's not another update that needs to be done on your graphics card? Uh, I will, but I will do it later. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Throwing knives at Sigmund. Sigmund has... Holding the board. Okay, I got the board. Where's the paint? I've got us even better than paint. I got us an artist. Hmm, really? Overus Bernstein prom or said that he would paint for us. Overus doesn't ring a bell to I'll, me, but I'll take you to his house. How about you take this to him? I better get back before and try and get this by stone for you, because by the sounds of it, we might be in deeper basilisk thung than I expected. <laughs> sounds good to me. You you butter him up first, and I'll come in there to. Finish it off. <laughs> okay. Hands you the board. Oh. Uh, give him a clap on the shoulder and Godspeed and good luck to you. I'll need it. Um, yeah. I, uh, okay. Yeah. As you get back to. Um, Over us. Magansteena. To the to the Bernstein house in Nalk. Yeah. There is a changed energy to the house. The door is open. There is a number of traveling bags now at the door. Okay. Uh, and there is a very soft but lighthearted music coming from within. Uh, Corsa would gingerly place the board uh, kind of to the side of the door and knock and like he wouldn't poke his head in or anything like but he'd like politely knock on the door and just kind of wait. It's a uh, just a very soft but upbeat um, violin that's playing from okay. within. And comes to the door against you. As described before for everything the Oberon is, Lagancia is the opposite. She's a big okay. woman. Yes, hello, ma'am. As she comes to the door, looks at you, you say hello, ma'am. She uh, gets a kind of a big grin. Why, we have all of the callers. To... That's not her voice. Oh my god, I can't even remember Lagancia's voice, and I just did that 30 minutes ago. Legacy is no, that's right. Sorry, I'm burping Kubasa. <laughs> it's all good. What br what? What brings uh what brings so many visitors to my home today? I'm awfully sorry to bother you, ma'am. I'm here to speak with Overus. He said he would do some painting for me. 
Ah, Overus, let's see. The man can paint a portrait like no one's business. Give me a moment, please. Of course, man. Goes out. Overus, Overus comes to the door, once again just smiling. Ah! Oh. Ah, oh. back already? I believe I found our board. Then please bring bring it in. Of course. So yeah, take it and bring it in since I have now been invited. Yep. Um he points to an area that near the front. Uh you said you said dartboard, correct? Please. And give me a moment here and you can see he pulls back the Screen. screen oh my god pulls back the screen and comes out with a like a painter's palette with uh blue red and green uh, brings out a pencil and like does a quick sketch of the circle and the different layers on the wood itself this is this wood should work out fine please go and uh Help yourself to the to the kitchen. This is a day for celebration. It should only take me a, oh. a, a few minutes. Well, thank you very much, sir. And yeah, I would like to see what's what's happening um, as you walk in. Like uh, as described before, there's a lot of people that actually live in this house properly. Yeah, uh, Lagancia is in the back, and she is currently has a small child on her knee. She's kind of bouncing him as she is working needle and thread with the practiced art of a woman that has done this for a long time. Uh, across from her sits Hope, who is likewise with, as quickly as she can, not quite with the same proficiency. It, there you can see that they're working what looks like, from what you've seen, um, a number of uh, slacks and shirts. There's already a, a shirt that's actually already finished. Uh, very simple cream colors, but well made. And um, standing kind of in the middle of the room, playing his violin beautifully is Block. There's a, a couple of other okay. uh, adults that are sitting around that are tending to a few smaller children. And the talk is about... Um, Legancy is kind of regaling them with a story with the story of how Legancy and over and Block and Hope originally came to Nalk, and there is a couple of bottles that are opened and glasses that are being filled. One is offered to you as you sit in Legancia. Oh, this. Who would have thought all the blessings that have come to us since we've come to knock? Let me tell you, it wasn't it wasn't easy trying to convince Overin to leave. Uh, oh, hold on. You gotta get the names of these places. Trying to convince Overin to leave. Is it, sorry, is it Overin or Overin? Sorry, Overus. Overin. Overin. Let's go with Overin. Um, trying to convince Overin to leave Felterlin. I mean, he's... You've seen his work. He's He does beautiful work, and 
people were scrounging just to get anything of his. He was doing quite well, but with Hope being who she is, um, life wasn't easy for her and Block, and we both saw that, and we eventually Hoverin sold the last of his work, just kind of packed up and left. We we got on the a boat that took us to took us to nowhere. We uh we caught we bought bought a few horses and a few oxen and a couple of carts. And me, I've never I'd never worked on with animals before, but Block seemed to come to it quite naturally, and Hope seemed to have a way with him as well. We left uh, Felsterland and even left the duchy itself, going through, of course, uh, La Marentia. Got a boat that took us to uh, Galcia. Then eventually we made our way, of course, uh, to Ursain. Along the way there, well, it was getting to winter at that time, and that sheet of ice seemed to be covered with dangerous creatures. But... We made it with our skin still intact. Uh, at Ursain, we wintered in Ursain. And thanks to, thanks to Overin and Block, I mean, we all found our own jobs. I I took up as a, as a barmaid. Until a few gentlemen tried to place hands in inappropriate places. She kind of winks at the adults and the kids are kind of looking confused. I got fired, but they had broken jaws, so all was fine. <laughs> Block at, the, at that point had taken up wood cutting and uh, Overin continued to paint. We, it's the reason we needed the carts was we Overin said he'd he'd leave, but not without his equipment. And well, I just can't argue with him. And uh, so we wintered in Earth, saying. We're able to recoup some money, and we found a, a boat to Alderaan, Aladar. Whoa, Aladar. And Aladar, what a place. We'd heard of this Duchess, this mad young Duchess that had, um, made way for any and all to come to Aladar. Um, and that she would speak with those lesser than her. It was, I thought it was madness. Overin said he, at some point he had done a portrait for a young woman that he thought might have been Tilbara. Um, it was Tilbara and, and Rowan. What a sad story. Their parents having passed away and in passing Rowan not being or Rowan not being the firstborn and Tilbara being a young lady, they lost their holdings and they eventually found protection under the late king Was it the late king or the late Queen. Which one is the one before Grandin? 
or Garen? Garen Faust. You're muted. God damn it. Um it was Garen Garen is now. Garen would be Garen yeah, Garen is now. Was it a queen or a king before that? It was his sister, right? That's what I thought it was his sister. Okay. If it wasn't, it would have been Oh, it was the sister, because yeah, okay. They they if it wasn't uh Garen's father is Alexander. No, it was the do- it was uh it was his sister because the sister died in that um in the push north. Yep. Uh, under the late queen, they they took refuge, and eventually, when may God's rest uh, look upon her with kindness, and she came to her own demise, and Garen came to the kingship, he he saw a fire in Tilbara that. Many people were mistaken for madness. And he gave her a duchy out, the duchy of the furthest reach of his kingdom, and said, do with it as you will. Uh, hold on. I'm going to find my notes. Oh, there's so many things Corso wants to interject with. Yes. Uh... The fact that she says anyone that can make it to this duchy is a free soul. It's welcome to apply trade in life as they see fit. As long as they promise not to harm others. We thought. We didn't know what to think until that fateful day. A mere slip of a girl, if I do say so myself. And I get a few chuckles from the other women at the table. The men are very, very silent. <laughs> But she had an energy. She spoke with each of us. Spoke with everyone that came that day. She encouraged us to either continue our lives in Aladar. She even remembered Overin um, with a fondness, as he recalls. Overin from the other side of the room. Ah, yes. She was beautiful. But she encouraged others to go to Nalk, and that's where that's where Hope had placed her dreams, and Block followed Hope, and thus we followed them. It's been many years we've been here now. Now I understand... That our dear Hope's family is re- is once again together. So, with that, and as she's finishing this sen- this story, she's now finished the pants she's working on. Uh, she raises a glass to family and friends, to everyone in between. May we look after each other, because God knows no one else will. And they all, uh, yeah. everyone raises a glass, and takes a drink. Over the telling of this story, of course, um, over it comes and kind of stands behind you. Uh, Master Corso? Yes, of course. 
come with me. You come and there is a gorgeous rendition of a um, of a dartboard. Of course, the dartboard is central, but there are even the the numbers are done in black ink, and appear to be outlined in some sort of gold, like gilding. And it is the finest piece of art you've seen. Like it resembles a dartboard exactly. I I did have to rush, but I think this will serve its purpose. Over in my friend, this is far too pretty for me to want to throw anything at it, but I'm still going to. I encourage it. And how about this? We know you adventurers are here to make your way. And we understand that. We're just happy that you're here to protect us when the time comes. Instead of purchasing this, tell me the next time that you'll be holding a music to dance to. That will be payment enough. Well, looks like you folks are heading out. Why not wait till the morning? I put on a show tonight for you. He if Block brings that violin, I could play that for you. A little bit more dance-worthy than my ukulele. In a very kind of hushed tone. Tonight we'll be spending inside. Our family's brought back together. And we wish to celebrate in the best way we know how. But in the future, well, let me know. Of course, and any time you are near the map maker's mistake, ask for me. I will play for you any day. I look forward to it. Um... While this, while like Corsa was taking his drink and assuming that he wasn't going to have to pay, he puts like 10 gold coins in his cup and just kind of sets it on the floor. Like doesn't just waits for somebody else to clean okay. it up. Kind of idea. Like just he's like hiding it. Like uh, I, it's an empty glass and it's got the money in it. And uh, like I know that you're not going to ask for Make a slight of handshake for me. Of course. I'm good at those. Um, 19. Oh yeah, you're able to slip it in without even, like, making the glass clink or anything. Uh, and you put it in such a place that it's not obvious that it's sitting there, but, like, once someone kind of starts cleaning up, they'll see it. Well. Do come to visit again. Legancia. Legancia would like that, too. With a wide smile, Corsa will say, of course. And like I said, anytime you are near the map maker's mistake and a song needs to be sung or played, just come looking for me. I'll keep that in mind. Now it seems like you and your family have some revelry to be done. I'll get out of your all of your hair, even how little there is. <laughs> 
catches up with all of us. I'm hoping I've got a few more years with mine. Uh, yeah, with that, he helps you kind of like load it up and uh, kind of waves you from the door and the door closes and the music continues to play. Um, Nithbari looks like she's got something to say. Um, I want, I do want to pop over to Gdano. Okay. Um, yeah, when you get back to Gdano, the, the surplus that was there the last time appears to be have taken care of now. Like, it's back to the regular, just rat's nest it usually is, but there's not, like, extra crap around. Um... He's currently standing at the back, like, working with some books and a few different bags of, uh, of coin. So as the door opens, you can see. Oh, yes. Mistress Nithvari. What can I do for you? Sorry, Mistress Aridani. What can I do for you? Um. So I'm looking for... I don't know if you would have anything in the way of, like, kids' toys. Like, soft dolls. Or anything like that. He kind of looks around. Unfortunately, not something that I trade. Demand fair. That's generally tinkerers can be found with that those type of items, but I. Generally trade in the more... Lucrative goods. Broad goods. Uh, I hate to overcharge someone for a child's toy that could be broken easily. Fair enough. Um... How goes the potion making? It goes. Um... Out of curiosity, can I recall when we were talking about getting a basilisk potion from him the first time? Like, roughly what it was, should have cost, despite him not having? He did not say a cost. Okay. Um, you do notice that Gadano's very careful about giving... Pricing? Pricing, unless he's got it available and has checked it against his previous stock. I mean, he's still a master... Um, Tradesman. So, but like, yeah, he didn't give you a price. Yep. He didn't even talk to you guys what the discount would be, what the discount you received or the discount that he he expects on the uh, on the potions that he's asking for. Well, do uh, do let me know if you have any success. And... Um. Was there anything else I could help you with? Uh, out of character. Would I be able to recall anything that would uh help little Odalane with the uh... You know well you're the youngest, right? Yeah. You don't know what like you said, you don't remember the pain. Um and it's not really something that's talked about openly either in or outside of Yeah, well because the quote the school that you went to in the hells 
tieflings aren't abundant there. And thus, yeah, it's just not something that's talked about. The way that Hope described this to you, like, this is, again, out of character. The way that Hope described it is just, like, something that every tiefling faces. Um, like every once in a while, even as you're older, you'll get a pain in your head and then you'll realize that your horns have grown slightly or like your tail will feel, well, yeah, will itch or be like sore and you'll realize that perhaps like a new spike has come on your tail or something to that effect. But, um, you're unsure, like. It's like growing pains. It's it's yeah, it's growing pains. It's growing pains that's kind of notched up one. Um and to be perfectly honest with you, this is something I've I've completely made up on the spot. So it's just like growing pains up a couple of notches. And so for a young child who doesn't have very good pain tolerance. It's awful. Yeah. Exactly. Um He didn't say he had like rolls of cloth though. He has a few, um, as you walk in, in kind of a observing, you do see there's like five bolts of cloth. Most of them are kind of the same shade of cream. There's like a brown, a light brown. But you would recall that as much as dyeing cloth and dyeing leather is, Easy. It's expensive. Dyes are goddamn expensive. Even in a magic world. Because in order for a magic dye to work, it has to enchant the piece that it's working on. So mm-hmm. you can't just take a magic dye, pour it on a piece of cloth, and it becomes that color. It might slightly tinge it that color, but to do it, it has to actually be enchanted. Um, so it's and, a, that is, and magic dyes are expensive. It's ye old traditional methods of boiling onion skins. Yeah, pretty much. The cream, the cream color and stuff like that you see are, are like what the natural flax mm-hmm. would give you. There's like the the brown looks. Pro- it's probably actually a a linen. Uh, it's actually a yeah. It would be a linen. Um. And once again, this is not a place that I I am an expert in. So if I say something wrong, just let me know. Um, I do want to buy a small. Piece of cloth. Okay. Um, how's I mean they're in two foot sections. He sells it by the foot. Uh probably just a foot. Just a foot? Okay. Uh and which one will you be needing? And the Vari? Did you need the linen or the flax? Uh the flax will work. Uh, that will be four silver for okay. the foot. Um, and I need a little sewing kit to go with it. Spool of thread, needle. A sewing kit. I think that's actually something that's in. That also. That hard isn't good. Artisan. Yes, I believe so. Artisan tools. Let me see what I've got. You'd be looking at 
Not leather. Uh, not a cobbler. Is there a tailor option? I thought there was a tailor tool. You're looking at a tinker's tool. Um, I do not currently have a tinker set available. You guys have done a very good job of vacating my allotted equipment. Um, however, he has a Medhelinor. I could order a set in, but we'd be you'd be looking at eighty five gold pieces. <laughs> now keep in mind when he's describing the tinker's set, it comes with hand tools, thread, needles, a whetstone, scraps of cloth, leather, and a small pot of glue. So it's not just needle and thread, but you can't really just buy needle and thread in this world. Uh, he also describes that. A lot of his smaller stuff like that has been greatly discounted to people in need in the last little while. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, well, he hasn't cut the cloth yet. He hasn't cut the cloth yet, no. Okay. Well, then I'll hold on the cloth, because it doesn't do me any good if I can't sell it. That is what I understand, yes. <laughs> um... uh, out of character, Hollandor has a tinker set. That doesn't do me any good. I wanted to make some little dolls for both Elaine and uh, Landis before Landis woke up. You have a couple of days. Hallandor's back in town. He's already in town. Oh. Hallandor has been sitting at the bar drinking quite heavily, actually. Or not quite heavily. He's been nursing a, 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 a cup of water for a long time. Mm. Sorry, I'm... Too cheap for alcohol. Well, he's cheap, and Sigmund eventually feels bad for him and pours him a little something, but yeah. Hollander is not in the best of moods. Uh, you, he's been at just kind of like hanging out in the back of the... Like, little him, you haven't really noticed. But, yeah, the way the way he just described a Tinker's Tool set... Yeah, I don't need that then. Okay. And it also comes with scraps of cloth, so you don't know what Hollander has in his cauldron. You mean I don't know what Colindor has. Exactly. Colindor. Um, did you want me to order in that Tinker set? Um, I'll hold for now. It's not a pressing problem. I might have the needed thread and needle, but it's going to take me several weeks to receive my shipments. I'll pop back in. It's not like I'm not in town. Sarah. Anything else, Miss Aradani? I think that should be it. Thank you so much, Master Cadano. Have a pleasant day. You as well. And I just take off back out the door. Yep. Um. I go back to the bar. Okay. I don't know if, uh, of course I was there. Uh, in the time I say you to do this, yeah, yeah, more or less. Like, you, the travel to the, um, marketplace, to the marketplace takes longer than it would take Corso to get back and forth type thing. So, yeah, by the time you get back, Corso is hanging up on the wall, 
Or not hanging, he's leaning up against the wall. His newfound toy. And uh, Stoneforge is nowhere to be seen, but Sigmund is standing behind the bar with the biggest shit-eating grin you've ever seen in your life. Looks good, Corso. Thank you. Am I muted? I'm probably no, you're muted. Fine. Okay. We heard you. Oh, good. Uh, judging from the no. look on his face, uh, Stoneforge must have approved it. I hope so. I mean, if not, just glue it in place now. Well, how could he say no if it's already set up and we're already playing? <laughs> um, I, I want to poke my head back at the nest, basilisk nest, but I don't think it's a wise thing to necessarily go alone. You want to go back to the basilisk nest again? I think we've killed the last of them. But I want to make sure there's no, like, eggs. I'm assuming they're a lizard and lay eggs. Kind of gross if they just birth a baby basilisk. Fair enough. I just, I don't want to turn around and us have another dozen basilisks there. Do you lock your door to your room? No. Okay. And I do get Olin to keep an eye on her if we're taking off again. Okay. No, just, um... In in between, um, so that block, block, is, block has already come and picked up Linus. Oh, has he? Yeah. Okay. You don't know this. He's. Well, I'm gonna poke my head back upstairs before I leave. Okay, no, that's fair. While Nithavari is doing that, Corsal will go to Sigmund, take out three of his throwing knives, like his specific, or sorry, six of his specific throwing knives, lay them on the bar. Uh, with Sigmund be like, we'll wrap these ones with red, these ones with black, and those will be our darts for now. The best I can do at the moment, and uh, apparently I have something to do, so don't have too much fun without me. Never. I'll go speak with Hammersmith and see if I can get my hands on some thread and some wax to seal the thread. Perfect, thank you. Once again, Sigmund is just standing there with a shitty finger on his face. He said yes, right? He is as close to a yes as I've ever gotten. Do I have to beat him at darts? And no, but hide from Hammership for for a hot minute. Don't go for dinner. Ask the big one for dinner. Got it. That'd be the safest thing. Thank you for the warning. Okay. And then, of course, would kind of go get his gear and then wait for Nithvari at yeah, the door. Yeah, put your head in. Um, the bed has been remade. Okay. Linus is nowhere to be seen. Um, Maybe Block didn't come get her. I do check in with Olin to make sure that Block did come get her. Olin didn't get told to watch after the child after you guys left. Linus is safe. Safe with Block or safe and kidnapped? Who's gonna kidnap 
a child in a in the map maker's mistake when there's only a few people that know where she's been. Just making sure. Try to rob a place filled with adventurers. Yeah, try to rob a place filled with adventurers or with Stoneforge. Fair. All right. Then uh, get my junk and let's go. Okay. By the time you guys are heading out, it's like getting to be later evening. You know that, right? Like you guys got back early afternoon. You've you've taken hours a good amount this. of time to get all this stuff done. So you're looking at seven o'clock. You're heading out. Might be a little bit late. I mean, you can still make it there, make it back before like midnight. And that gives you. You can see in the uh, dark. Right, two Corso? two. That gives you an hour to get around. I have dark vision, yes. That's enough for me. And uh, we're gonna go anyway. Okay. Lead the way, oh statue of mine. She's gonna punch you in the arm, but not hard. Ah, uh, I deserve that. The very is just you, isn't it? Um. Me, but disco. You, but disco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You have a blessing from your mother instead of your dad. Um, as you guys leave, knock. Yeah, the sun is not setting. Got a couple of hours of daylight. As you guys northeast southwest, you guys. You guys are walking towards the setting sun. Um. At this point, it's almost a. You guys have almost worn a path. Uh, that you guys follow, especially seeing as Olin has been around for a while. Um, so there's an easy path to the basilisk nest. When you get there, there are three basilisks. No. Um, it is very, very quiet. There's the call of Gilbrindas. Um, I do cast uh, Flock of Fiends. Okay, so you take a minute. And little imps appear in front of you. Um, and I get them to do like a full sweep of this flat plane space. Okay. Um, well, like a mile. They can do a mile, so. Okay. Uh, what are you sending them to search for? Um, moving towards what the center of we thought this basilisk nest was. I mean, you can tell where the center of the basilisk nest. Now that you guys have been in there, you've seen. You saw that there was three large mounds, mm -hmm. and where you where the most of the vessels came from was like a little bit of a little bit of a valley that between those three mounds. Um, I I want to do like a wide sweep around at first to make sure there's not any more adolescent vessels kicking around. Okay, um, you send them out. I'm assuming you're telling them to fly, not just run around like the ground. Mm. Yeah, they were big enough that we would see them. Oh yeah. There. Adolescents are still big. Like, they're not... It's just that the full-grown basilisks are... Huge. Huge. Um, so, they fly around. They report nothing. Yep. Then I, uh... They just report to you that there are the three mounds. And a whole lot of outcroppings of stone. Yep. Um, then, uh, I'll move towards the center. Like, right down into the nest. Okay, so the, the, the nest itself 
for the yeah okay you move into Kate you're standing in between the three mounds. There's nothing there. Let nope. Me just look around. There's not like a spot where they've been sleeping. Broken eggshells. No, but the it, the in the mounds. So there are tunnels that go down into the ground in the mounds. Cool. So I get my imps to take a walking form. Like little huh. fiend creatures. Yeah. And I send them down underneath. Let's see. You send one into each mound? Okay. So as they run around inside, uh, you come to appreciate just how Extensive. thorough these mounds are. Like the it's it's bigger than like a rabbit's worm. With a lot of different little areas um, where it becomes obvious that there are like small petrified rats that are in there that are half eaten. Um, there are some rabbits in there that must have got caught. Uh, there are like a smattering. Make it actually make a uh, investigation check. We'll do an investigation for. It counts for all three of you guys. Roll good for me, baby. Uh, natural 20 plus 2. 22. 22. So as your imps uh, search, yeah, they find a lot of different, uh, the larger rooms. And they probably count close to about 15 of these rooms. A lot of kind of half stone little pieces of stone of creatures that are around and in one of the rooms or yeah in one of the rooms the uh the imps find just like a piece of what it's like it's like an eggshell um but it there's only a piece probably about yay big i'm holding up a thing that's probably about what's five inches by Four inches. Uh, it kind of scaled on the outside. They look at it and you get the understanding that it's probably an egg shell that they're looking at. But there doesn't appear to be any whole eggs. Okay. There are a few um, pieces of rotting flesh underneath. But that's about it. Just get them to come back up. Okay. It takes them a few minutes, but they they're not ethereal, are they? They take on a physical form? Uh, I have no idea, probably. Can you throw that up in the uh no, because I don't I only have the pocket things, I don't have the actual part of it with the fine familiar portion of it. Clicking Just click on the flock of fiends for me. Spirits take animal forms of your choice. Each one of these is real as an obstacle to it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Aww. Yeah, so that's that's literally just... it. Uh, they're spirits, but they take on a physical form. So they have to come back. It's not like they can just whoop through the ground. Okay. Yeah, there appears that the basilisk problem has been taken care of. Okay. 
yeah, that's it. I just didn't want to be out here by myself just in case it wasn't. Well, I'm always up for a late night walk with a friend. Thank you very much, Corso. Of course. As you guys are walking uh, away from the Basilisk back towards into the forest, uh, you hear from out within the forest. Little ones, there's no reason to be afraid. They are gone now. Thank you. <laughs> I cast uh, Thaumaturgy okay. to make myself really loud. Okay, well, three times louder than your regular area. And I'm really loud as a normal person. Okay. Um, so at top volume, I go, We're not afraid of you, you spooky bastard. Show yourself. Um, okay. As you call this out, a hot minute goes by. Why show myself? I'm standing right here. Mithari just squares up immediately. Okay. Um, Corso draws a sword. Yeah, as you guys kind of prepare yourselves, you notice that one of the bigger trees in this area begins to move. It kind of unfurls itself, and these large arms come hulking out. And where looked like just previously just looked like knots of tree, you can now see a kind of a face comes forth, blinks its eyes a little bit. Uh, looks you guys, oh sorry, hold on. Looks you guys square in the face, and it's just. Why do you raise weapons? Do I know what it is? Uh, you have no idea. You've never in in act encountered this before. Can't roll like a history check to see if I've ever read about them. Uh, roll a history check. That one. You've never heard of a tree coming to life. Don't like it. Lower your weapons, and we may talk. Corso keeps a sword drawn, but kind of just like leaves it at his side. Mithari puts down her fists, but is super ready to still cast a spell. Keeps like one hand on her tome. Okay. I simply wish to thank you for purging this area of the problem that it had. I don't mean to be rude, but what are you? <laughs> oh, you young creatures. You've never heard of a treant? A creature of nature itself. Protector of the forest. I, I turn to Corso and be like, oh, it's a druid in disguise? I've never seen a druid do that. You dare call me a druid? A simple worshipper of the wild? Not a creator of it? We mean no offense, great and mighty treant. We're just 
caught off guard. Forgive me. It's been a long many years. Let me introduce myself. My name is Quietlands, a protector of the Wildland Sanctum. Sorry, Quiet Limbs? Quiet Limbs, yes. Alright, Miss Bird will trust him. She'll take her hand off of her uh, spellbook entirely. Yeah, he's made no move to like attack you guys. He's literally just unfurled himself from a... He's a big tree. My, uh... uh go ahead. I was going to say Corso follows your lead and uh, sheaths his sword again. My apologies, Quiet Limbs. You never know what comes out of the forest. <laughs> Things that can go bump in the night. So, I have varying questions for you, if you can answer them. I'll answer what I see fit, and that should be enough. Uh, as a protector of the Wildland Sanctum, I'm assuming you've spent a lot of time in this forest. This forest is the garden upon which I grow. How far is the uh, spooky, spooky magic forest from here? Oh, that's a good four hours north? Miles, kilometers, like... I don't know. Four miles, four hours would be... 30 kilometers? You, no, no, you don't work that fast. Uh, four hours, you're looking at about 12-ish miles. So, 12 miles would be 17, 18 kilometers. How far does your garden extend? My garden is the forest surrounding the Santamonia tree. From here to the spooky forest? That way? No forest is spooky. Just unwelcoming to others. It would be one thing to be not welcome to others. It's another thing to splay your inhabitants open on rocks. And then I'll describe to him the spooky forest. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah you describe it to him. Oh, yes. Some fey creature reached out and touched part of my garden. This creature's magic bars me from entering into that part of my garden and distorts all that it touches there. Do you know what kind of fey creature? Aren't all fey the same? Tristers. Destroyers of others' possessions. I feel a little perhaps as though that would be me saying that all the trees are the same. Which, clearly they're not. Trees serve a purpose, whether it be through beautification of an area or the supplying of food. What purpose do the Fae have? I don't know that I can answer that. But, if we have any hopes of displacing it, uh, anything you know would be of help. 
this creature comes in a form unknown to me. It's said that it bestowed a blessing onto the mortal plane. This blessing is the bastardization that you've seen. This destroying of the natural, and in doing so, has rendered the whole area unfit. Well, Nathari, it seems like we might have a job to do somewhere up north. <laughs> Corso hasn't been there yet, has he? Oh. He has. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right, you were there. He went with to deal with the, the trolls. Kind of as you guys are talking, you can see this tree is kind of like settling back. Now, I have given you your information, and thank you twice for protecting this land. Go forth, for now I am tired. Thank you much, uh, Quiet Limbs. And I feel like this isn't the last you've seen of us. Oh, perhaps not. <laughs> That squirrel finds the weirdest place to hide its nuts. As it settles back in, and as it settles in, uh, you kind of lose sight, like, you now can't tell it being different from any of the other trees in the area. But if you concentrate, you can see where his face... You can see where a face might be seen my staff and mark a little like x on the side of the road where he is okay so uh it's not really a road it's a, like a goat trail that you guys have created well yeah okay mark a thing so that uh i'm like hey you should probably make a note not to cut him down come back and like tie a ribbon on him or something i say this to corso as we walk away <laughs> It might be something fortuitous of for us to do. Okay. Yeah, you guys make it back to knock late in the evening. Um, the city, the town itself is quiet. The guards let you in without any problems because by this point they're starting to recognize you. There, you do notice that there are um, watch fires that have been lit. To cast out a fairly light, wide um, light um, from the front gate. They've learned uh, better than to not let adventurers in after dark. Something like that. Or at least to keep an eye out to who those adventurers would be. And with that, was there anything else you guys wanted to do um, this evening? Probably get a round of darts in before bed. You get back there and sitting uh, in the dartboard are the three black and three red threads, threaded um, knives. And each of the threads has been, there's been like some sort of uh, wax that's been melted on it so the threads don't, aren't affected by people touching it. Yeah. Um, I do a walk past the Berenstein's house before I go turn in. Okay. As you walk by, there's still, well, there's you hear music playing, a general, general jovial attitude kind of emanates out. Do you go inside? Part of me wants to. Part of 
part of me feels like it might be intruding on the family a little bit. Up to you. I'll, uh... I'll poke my head in. Okay. Um, as you poke your head in, you can see that uh, there's a nice fire that's that's burning. And Block is standing kind of in the middle of the room playing, once again, softly, but still an upbeat song on his violin. Sitting at the table is uh, Legantia and Hope, and a couple of the other women. And you can see now there is a... The clothes that were worked on previously are now getting special frills put on. So you can see uh, there's a number, there's a couple of shirts that have like nice embroidered flowers on it. And um, the pants themselves are like they're putting in the pockets and there's a lot of work that's being done. And sitting near the door, um, painting a fair-sized portrait is over it. And as you look at the photo, you realize that it is a family photo of the Bernsteins. With, um, and it, it and Overin's eyes are closed, and he's just painting away. And but there's like a perfect representation of everyone. So there's there's Block, and in Block's arms, he's holding Odeline. And then, seated beside him is Hope, and then sat on the ground with like a shoulder with a, like an arm on her mum's lap is Landis. And um, you notice that he is painting in Landis. The rest of the paint looks like it's already been set. Something that was already created. Um, it's just returning Landis to her rightful spot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, he's just his eyes are closed. There's a drink in his hand. He's just kind of, you're assuming, painting from memory. Sure, everything was good, so yeah. Unfortunately, in the all of the activity, you kind of come in unnoticed. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, you just see a family that appears to be enjoying time together as a family, which is something that not a lot of people can appreciate in this world. Corso made a make a sleight of hand check. Uh, natural twenty to make a twenty-six. Yeah, you play a perfect game of darts. Several of them, in fact. One hundred and eighty. Um, I'm just gonna pull a small piece of paper out of my book. Okay. And leave a little note for uh, block and help. Okay. But just say, uh, so something along the lines of, uh, the, the basilisk nest is clear, so home should be safe. And, uh, when Landis is well enough to travel, if they'd like a hand to let me know, and I'll help escort them home. Okay. Uh, yeah, you quickly scribble that down. Where do you leave it? 
If I kill the Bernsteins at any time in the future, I'm sleeping on the couch. The Bernsteins are immortal now? I don't know what the other DMs will do. They'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> you think I won't call Milky Swan? Nah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, you leave, you leave a note. Um, just by, there's like a little table near the front door that you can okay. leave the note on. I was just gonna take a guess at to which uh which coat was blocks. Swick stuck his hands in his pockets. Oh, okay. Um, there's obviously gonna be a coat that's larger. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you stick it in the largest coat then you see. Kind of sneak back out the door. Yep. And that's what we'll call it. <laughs>